millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I think maybe I like The Pigeon Finds the Hot Dog um, by Mo Willems. I like it because, like, the drawings are really cool and fun, and the book's really funny. And can you tell us a little bit about what it's about? I've never read that one. Um, it's about a pigeon who finds a hot dog, and there's also a duckling who wants to have the hot dog, too. So they're kind of fighting over the hot dog. Do you want to spoil the ending and tell us who won, or should we just read the book? Yeah, I think you should read the book. <laughs> That's Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name is Maria Carrillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at the Times. As you heard on the podcast last week, we were at the Tampa Bay Times Festival of Reading recently. Not only did we have the pleasure of talking to author Beth Macy, but we got a chance to set up a table and talk to passersby about their favorite children's books. We particularly loved catching up with the Power family, three smart and beautiful kids who have their own podcast and talk about books all the time. Check them out at bookpowerforkids.com. Today's topic, what book did you love? Hello, my name is Chaska and I'm 12 years old. I'm Leilani Power and I'm 10 years old. I'm Mirabelle Power and I'm 7 years old. So tell us what your favorite children's book is and what it's about. So, one of my favorites is the Bartimaeus series by Jonathan Stroud, and it's about this uh, kind of demon who gets called to earth by a 13-year-old kid and has to serve him, and it's really good. I love it because it's funny, and um, it's a really good story. There's a, like a three-book-long conspiracy, which I, I just love it. So it's a trilogy? Yes. Yes, it's a trilogy. And how old were you when you first read it? I think I was maybe 10, around 10 years old. Okay, and tell us your favorite book and why. So one of my favorite books is called A Grain the Brave by Cornelia Funke. And it's about this girl who, like, lives in a castle. And there's this siege on the castle, so they have to go defend the castle and everything. It's really fun. Do the girls get to be the heroes? Yes, they do. And there's this talking cat who's very grumpy and pessimistic, yes. What do you like most about that book? Why does it speak to you? Well, you know, it's very funny, and I like all the crazy characters in it. Okay, and introduce yourself for us and tell us about your favorite book. My name is Brennan Power. Uh, I'm not going to tell you my age, but I'm old. (laughs) And my favorite book is The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster. And I like it because it's a quick and easy read, but it's really cute and funny. The characters are a lot of fun, and it's also very sweet and kind of poignant, so... Highly recommended. My boys love that book too. Yes. Wow, you guys are a treasure trove to find. Uh, I'm Deborah Jessamine. I'm a um, former um, professor, retired professor of school librarianship in from Minnesota. Um, I have I was a school librarian also, and um, so children's literature and young adult literature is one of my 
favorite things to teach and, and I'm experience. And I was thinking when I went by, my favorite children's book I'm rereading now is actually the Dark is Rising series by Susan Cooper. It's old. It was she won the um, Newbery in '76, um, and I love it because you can the characters pull you in. It's part fantasy, part realism, uh, and I love the way Susan Cooper writes. She's just phenomenal. Hello, my name is Phil. I'm here today to talk about one of my favorite books I read my daughter Michelle when she was very young. It's called The Monster at the End of the Book. It's a Sesame Street uh, book. Um, so I always enjoyed reading this to her because, you know, I was trying to scare her at times being so young. So I would read the book and I would like dramatize a lot and try and build it up to the end of the book where there supposed, supposedly was this big monster that would scare her and at the end it turned out to be I believe Gonzo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so she really enjoyed that book and I enjoyed reading that to her. Did the scaring work after you'd heard it a couple times? No, I think it wore off. But I do remember, so yeah, the point was that they were teasing like a monster at the end of the book and so the pages would be like taped shut or like he would be putting up bricks so that you couldn't turn the page. And I remember my dad would like make it really, you know, be really dramatic about turning the page. Like it was really heavy. And I do remember, you know, thinking, wow, that page must be really hard for him to turn <laughs> the first couple times. And then I think I caught on, but I, we did that a lot. Joanne Russo. And uh, my favorite book that I read as a child, I don't know if you'd consider it a children's book, but was A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. And I read that when I was a teenager. And I identified with it because I was living in Brooklyn. And um, it was one of my first books that I, that I enjoyed and I understood. That was really cool. It's about a little girl that grows up there and her father has uh, an alcohol problem and her mother gets remarried and, uh, and, th and the man really loves her and not it's not his child but she feels like it, it's a, a beginning for her it's hopeful it's it shows hope my name is Lane Dvorak um, my my number one is probably Maniac McGee uh, by Jerry Spinelli and that one so talks a lot about race and a white boy who goes and lives with a black family after his parents die he's a runner too it's a good one um, and then Time for Andrew, and I like that one because it has time travel, and I, I remain very interested in time travel as an adult, so those are, those are my two. Have you revisited either one of them since you grew up? Um, I've skimmed through them because I have nieces and nephews now, and so I actually curated a list of books that I think the kids should read, so I have revisited them just to try and get the, uh, the little ones, and they, they, the kids love reading, so I'm very excited about that. So. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to read it with them pretty soon. Hi, I'm Barbara Allen. Um, my favorite children's book is Is Your Mama a Llama by Stephen Kellogg. And I love that book because as I read it to my daughter, she said her first word. I saw her connect between the pictures I was telling her and the words that she was hearing. And she realized that a fish was a fish. That's a wonderful reason. Tell us what the book's about. The book is really just, um, it's a good book for people who love words because it's sort of phrases and rhymes around animals and their uh, moms. So is your mama a llama? Is your, I can't remember the, any of the other rhymes, but it's a series of animal sort of poems around the words that we call animals and their family relationships. 
And that so speaks to the power of books and language that she's making these verbal connections. How old was she when she, that happened? Little, little. She was probably a year old. What a beautiful moment to remember. Thank you. Thank you. I am Jeff Klinkenberg, and I worked with Lane for many, many years when my hair was dark. And I'm, I'm 70, I'm retired. I retired a few years ago, but boy, I had so many. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you one that I read for the first time when I was 12 that was sort of a grown-up book, but it had a huge impact on me. And that was a novel called The Yearling by Marjorie Kinnan Rawlings. And that was the classic under-the-cover book, novel for me. And I probably read it still every couple of years. And it's a, it's a, do you want me to go on a little bit? It's a story, it takes place in Florida near Ocala. And it's a, uh, it's a story of a, what we call a cracker family of uh, native Floridians, very poor, uh, barely holding on. And the little boy, they have a son, and he finds a fawn and then tries to raise it. And it's, it's a deer, it's very destructive. But anyway, it tells that tale. And it really had a big impact on me when I read it. And I, you know, I related to the kid, I related to the dad. Uh, the mom was kind of stern and my mother was, could be a character, you know. So it really meant a lot to me. Lexis Walker. And you're a student here at USF? Yes. What year are you? I'm a junior. Oh, I think about it for a second. Yeah, I'm a junior. Okay, and tell us your favorite children's book, what it's about and why. Um, what was it called? I think it's called Rainbow Fish. And I like that because, you know, it's about, you know, being generous, but like not too much because, you know, if you give away too much that you won't have anything for yourself, which I think is a good lesson for everyone. Like, I think it's good to be generous, but like you should be cautious about how much you give away. So, um, yeah, I like the message of you should really take care of yourselves first and make sure that you're good before, you know, anyone else. But I like the selflessness of it, but still. <laughs> The little fish gave away his shiny scales, right? Yes. Is that a book you think you might read to your own kids one day? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, I forgot who wrote it, but um, I don't know. I just remember being fascinated by it as a child because I thought the scales were pretty and the artwork was gorgeous. Hi, I'm Meg Sullivan, and my favorite book is the first Boxcar children's book because I was a struggling reader, and that was the first book I read from beginning to end, and it only took me two days, so it was a major accomplishment. It's a good reason to love a book. Right. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what it's about. The Boxcar Children's is a series, and it's about a group of children that are abandoned by their parents, and they just grow up and raise themselves in a boxcar. So as a kid, did that speak to you as like some kind of independence and freedom? Or? Um, a little bit. It was just an adventure, just being on your own and just surviving. Awesome, thank you. My name is Sharon Santani. And I'm a retired school librarian, but I've also worked here at, at the Pointer Library. And I've worked in um, 12 different libraries, but I really enjoyed working with children because then I could dress up like Mother Goose or any other character and really bring literature alive for the children. The story that I enjoyed reading to my classes the most was The Relatives Came by Cynthia Rylett. It was, it was one of the easiest books to embellish, but there are wonderful pictures, and it's about some children that their, their family was growing grapes, and they 
while the grapes were growing, they would go over the mountains, maybe like in the Appalachians somewhere, to visit some other relatives. And then the, the, the kids, with the, when the relatives, those relatives were coming to see them, and all the different experiences. And I, I remember that like the first page begins something like, "It was the spring of the year when the relatives came. They came over the mountains." And I, I haven't got it memorized, but anyway, it, you know, it, it's one of those things that kind of put on one of those Garrison Keeler kind of voices, you know. And, it was, it was so easy to embellish the the uh, because I talk about all the experiences of the kids in the car and then what they would do you know when the car got there it runs into the gate uh, you know and then it takes a while to fix the gate and everybody you know, there's 20 people sleeping in the same house you know so everybody's snoring and just kind of fun things and the grandpa gets out the banjo and the kids are all singing and so, so it's very easy to read to kids because you can get the kids singing right along you know she'll be coming around the mountain or any kind of little ditty you know and so I, the kids got a really good reaction to it so it's called the relatives came and it's by Cynthia Ryland okay. so my name is Paula Rooney and my favorite book is the Laura Ingalls Wilder series I started reading it when I grew up in the Midwest in Minnesota so it being that it takes place in Wisconsin Minnesota and South Dakota it was very appropriate all the girls in the Midwest re read that series and I kind of took it to the next degree. I cut my hair like Laura, and I got a bonnet, and I had a friend make me a prairie dress, and I had my neighbor take my photo looking out over the prairie, and yeah, I kind of internalized that book a little bit, but I read it over and over and over again. I It, it was just, it's seminal in my childhood, so. Those books were really important to me, too. I wanted to be Mary, though. I was the big sister, oh, so I always I thought I was Mary, you know. But um, which one of the books did you like the best out of that series? Um, I think I like the one on Silver Creek, and that's the one where they had, uh, well, one of the books where they had a hard winter, and they had to survive with very few provisions and, and hardships, and being a girl that grew up on the, in the prairie in Minnesota, we knew what life is like with blizzards, and but I couldn't imagine what it was like in the 1800s without the modern conveniences of this world. So that one stuck with me. Anything that comes out, any biographies of Laura, um, any stories about her daughter, Rose, I've read anything I can get my hands on that has to do with Laura. Did you watch the TV series too? Yeah, that's back on Hallmark Channel, I see of now. Of course, yeah. yes, that was a preeminent show in our household, yeah. Yeah, Melissa Gilbert, my fan, yeah, so it was great. Thank you so much for sharing that with Thank us. Okay, if you have a question for Lane or would like to suggest a podcast topic, please email it to writelane at tampabay.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-L-A-N-E at tampabay.com. Join us next week on Wednesday morning for the next podcast. This podcast was produced by Marta Asenio Ryan. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.